Hey guys, and welcome to our series, which is all about moving your medical career over to Australia. This is part three C of our series, which is English exam exemptions. My name is Dr. Caroline from Code Australia, where we help people revive, survive and thrive in their medical careers. Okay, let's talk English exam exemptions because I didn't have to do an English exam. So if you don't already know, I was born and raised in Australia. So that means I did all my primary and secondary schooling in Australia. And I knew that I didn't have to do an English test. However, for the purpose of the AMC, you need to show your competency in English. So how do you do that? So the first thing is, who is getting an exemption? But then how do you still show that you're competent in English? So if you go to the AMC website, and I have the link to their PDF, which is all about the English exam, and it has the information about the exemption. So the link is in the caption. So let's have a look at what they said. Okay, the people that can get an exemption are those whose English is your primary language and you have undertaken and satisfactorily completed all of your primary and secondary education, which is your high school, um, and was taught and assessed solely in English in a recognized country and so there's another part to this and you have tertiary qualifications in the relevant professional discipline um, which is the medical degree which you are relying on to support your eligibility for registration under the national law which were taught and assessed solely in English so if you can prove that the medical degree you've got which is what you're really applying for registration for you um, can prove that that was solely taught in English, then that's a tick for that one. So you need those things. So really, that's actually three things. One, um, you did your primary school education in English and satisfactorily passed that in a recognized country. Two, your secondary education in English and satisfactorily passed that in a recognized country. And three, your medical qualifications were solely taught in English. So if you can prove those three things, you are exempt. Or, so there's another category and it says this, you have a combination of secondary education and tertiary qualifications where you have undertaken and satisfactorily completed at least two years of your secondary education was taught and assessed in English in a recognized country and your tertiary qualifications in the relevant professional discipline which you are relying on to support your eligibility for registration was taught and assessed solely in English. Okay, now in layman's term, what this means is that in a recognized country, you at least completed the last two years of your high school education in English in one of the recognized countries that the AMC specifies. So in the above category, um, you had your all your primary and all your secondary. And this one's saying that just two years of your high school plus your tertiary qualification, so plus your medical degree was solely taught in English, can get you exempt from the exam. And there's another category. Or you have 
undertaken and satisfactorily completed at least six years, so that's full-time equivalent, of continuous education taught and assessed solely in English in any of the recognized countries that are listed by the AMC, which includes tertiary qualifications in the degree that you're applying for, so in the medical degree. So I guess they use a lot of things like recognized country and in this case, continuous education. But what does that exactly mean? So on the AMC website, it specifies which are the recognized countries. So the recognized countries are Australia, Canada, New Zealand, Republic of Ireland. I don't know why I said that with an Irish accent, but it's very hard to say Ireland without an Irish accent. South Africa, United Kingdom or the United States of America. So in this case, um, I'll use myself as an example. I went to schooling in Australia. Australia is listed here as one of those recognized countries. So I met that criteria. They also specify that secondary education means Australian schools year 7 to year 12. So some states in Australia, year 7 is still part of primary school. Um, but they still classify it here in terms of secondary education. So even if year seven was primary school for you in one of the Australian states, it will be counted as secondary education according to the AMC. They also specify the six years of full-time equivalent. So what does this mean? This is continuous education over a period of six years that is back-to-back six years without a break from study. So that's what they mean. So if you fit any of those one to three categories that we talked about, you can potentially be exempt from the English exam. Now, what do you need to do to still prove that you have competency or or really prove that you should be exempt? So in my case, I wanted to prove that I did my schooling, my primary school in Australia, and I completed that. And I did my secondary schooling in Australia and I completed that. So what I did is I submitted um, my primary school certificate. Um, And if you can't find that, and I believe actually at one point I couldn't. So I contacted my primary school, just the administration staff, and I explained the situation. And I said, could you please provide on a letterhead, um, so the school's letterhead, that I was a student from the years of I can't even remember what the years were, but I told them what it was. I worked it out um, and I completed all my schooling there successfully. And that's what they did. So they looked me up in their database. They wrote a letter uh, a letter on their letterhead and the principal signed it. And I submitted that to APRA when I went to go apply for my registration when I got a job. So that's what I did. But then I also did the same thing for my high school and I also went to two different high schools. So I went to one high school from year seven to year nine and another high school from year 10, 11 and 12. Now I went ahead and contacted both high schools just to be on the safe side. And I got the exact same thing, a letter on the letterhead. But I know I also had my high school certificate. I definitely had saved that because that's something that's issued when you finish your high school exams. So I had that. I also submitted that. And when I say submitted these, I never provide original copies. I took them to a justice of peace. And that's somebody in Australia that can look at a photocopy of your certificate 
and look at the original because you have to provide them the original. They cite it and then they stamp it and deem it to be a true copy of the original. So I always submit photocopies and I always get them to do two of them for me just so when I submit one to APRA, I still have one in my portfolio. So that's a little, that's a little technique that I did um, just to always make sure that I had you know, some spare certified documents by the Justice of Peace. For the medical degree, I also contacted my university and got the letter on their letterhead that it was solely taught in English as well. So that's how I got exempt from the English exam. And I know there are quite a few IMGs now that have similar pathways as me. They're Australian citizens, but they're IMGs. And if you can prove that you're either one of those three categories, you can actually get your English exam exempt. But remember to go ahead and organize the evidence that you did your schooling here or that you did your schooling in one of those recognized countries. Um, And that's why you don't need to do the English exam. And you can go ahead and organize that at any point. Um, It doesn't have to be a document that was certified in the last three months. So if, for example, you're currently about to sit your AMC1, um, you're not quite ready to look for a job, you can still go ahead and organize that. And I probably recommend it because you just don't know how long it will take for your school to get back to you. Like it could be weeks. I always say don't leave those sort of things that don't have to wait. Don't leave them to last minute. You can get them sorted nice and early and keep them on on unit portfolio highly recommend that so i hope that was useful now please look out for the next part of this series which is part four looking for a job so we're going to talk everything about looking for a job including cv and cover letters now if you don't already follow us on social media please type in code you australia and instagram and Facebook and click follow. But more importantly, we have a YouTube channel where a lot of these videos, these podcasts go there instead of our social media accounts. So head to YouTube, type in Code You Australia and click the subscribe button. This way you get alerted when we upload a new video. So if you found this really good and informative and you don't want to miss another one, then make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Okay, well, I'll see you in the next part of our series. Catch you there.